You're listening to the Child Life Cooperative Podcast, a place where child life professionals share their real and honest stories with host and certified child life specialist, Allie Jones. Pack your bags, listeners, because this week we explore the opportunities and challenges child life faces around the world. Here, Courtney Moreland, CCLS and founder of Child Life United, share how her growing organization connects students and professionals to child life partnership opportunities across the globe. Maybe it's time to book your flights. Now, here's this week's Honest Story. Happy Wednesday, Child Life Cooperative community. This is Allie Jones, and I'm really excited to introduce our Child Life Specialist that we will be interviewing today, Courtney Moreland. She is a Child Life Specialist and also the founder of Child Life United. And I just want to give a quick statement on what the mission statement is of Child Life United before we hop into our questions. Child Life United is an organization aimed at supporting the growth of child life services internationally while providing child life specialists and child life students opportunities to collaboratively learn from locally sustained efforts. So that's what Child Life United is, but we're going to break it down even more on Courtney's experience of how Child Life United came to be and the wonderful work that she's doing. Welcome, Courtney, to the Child Life Cooperative podcast. Thank you, Allie. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Yes, we're so excited to hear from you. Just kicking us off, Courtney, can you tell us about your passport? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely. I take so much pride in my passport, I'll be honest with you. Um, it's full. It has been um, lots of different places in the last couple of years um, and is actually starting to about to need some new pages. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure. What's the most recent stamp that you've gotten? Um, that would be Kenya with the Child Life United practicum that was done in September. Wow, very cool. That is amazing. And and you've been all around this year. It's been amazing to track kind of where in the world Child Life United has been. There's been so many across the board, across the globe experiences that you guys have had. And I'd love to start by just talking about how, how did you become interested and inspired to create Child Life United? How did that kind of come to be? So kind of the first thing that comes to mind when, when asked that question is, is really just kind of who I innately am. Um, I've always been, um, a traveler and just felt very drawn to exploring this beautiful planet of ours and kind of more specifically the beautiful people and cultures that exist within it. Um, so a lot of kind of where Child Life United started is really just in innate person that I am. But then kind of going beyond that, um, I kind of uniquely was positioned to have the, to have a need kind of highlighted in front of me. And, and what I mean by that is I started to teach in academia. So I teach introduction to child life classes online, um, which gave me, you know, obviously a gateway to what students are asking for and what they're wanting. Um, not only students um, here in the United States or, you know, Northern 
America, but um, definitely quite a few that are exploring what child life looks like from an international perspective. And I was getting those that that opportunity provided two pieces of information that kind of bubbled to the top. And one was that students are wanting to see what is happening internationally. They're wanting to serve and, and provide skills in the child life world um, internationally, but weren't really able to know how. So I was getting one question consistently. How can I volunteer? How can I do a practicum? How can I do an internship internationally? And I didn't have an answer for that. I remember when I was a student, I was asking the same question. And fast forward more years than we'll mention, um, <laughs> you know, this, the question is still being asked. And then there's okay, the other question that became very clear is that a lot of people internationally are wanting to either start child life services or expand the services that they're already involved in. There are things happening worldwide around the services that we provide. And those are on all different levels, but there wasn't a lot of support for people that wanted to do that. They really were struggling, point blank, honestly. And so I kind of saw an opportunity that I very much wanted to be a part of in combining those two, combining people um, that are educated and um, wanting to give their time and energy and world full of um, people that are wanting to develop those skills. Um, and then obviously the kind of other piece to that is that there are so many experienced child life specialists that have such great experience to share with people that are building programs internationally. But again, there wasn't really a clear path as to how to do that. So that space in between is really what Child Life United was created to fill. Essentially kind of a network so that those that are involved in this wonderful profession can continue to support each other globally. Mm. It's neat hearing you talk where I just think about how Child Life United is such a perfect name for your organization, believe oh, it or not. thank you. Like how that thank completely you very much. Of uniting. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Yeah. You can imagine that I uh, came up with a few other, you know, <laughs> it right. took a while to get there, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But I mean, it's, it's, it sums up so much of your mission of uniting professionals from various experiences, students, experienced child life specialists, and also unifying across the globe. That's, that's really neat. Tell me about, tell me about how, um, you've had this idea, you started to think about it. Now, how did you actually bring that to fruition? How did you go about starting child life? Yeah, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's also an excellent question. You know, and for the longest time, I would have never been able to say what I was thinking as clearly as I just did. I kind of refer to the process um, in large part as like the gray matter in my brain, kind of trying to come up with an idea. Like I was definitely seeking um, and searching for how these questions could come together. One of the things that really was um, transformational for me is I took I took a pretty big risk 
and I stepped out of my full-time role as a child life specialist and moved into a per diem um, role, which I actually currently still have, mm-hmm. and started to travel. I planned a five-month kind of world expedition um, and just kind of took off with my backpack, and I was teaching online at the time, and um, I was teaching for UCSB, which I still am, um, and they, when I told them that I was going to start traveling, they said, great, build us a class that um, allows students to have access to the information that you're gathering. Um, so that was kind of one um, seed of motivation, if you will. So as I was traveling and exploring and just kind of enjoying the, the self-fulfillment of that, I was also networking a lot. And just throughout that time and just as ideas um, when given the space and the energy and the motivation to grow, they it just grew um, until I had a name and a vision and could actually put the words to what I was looking for and seeking and wanted to create. And then, you know, once I actually had the words around it, then it was just a matter of educating myself as to how to move through the process, which obviously included things that I had a very big learning curve around, such as building a website, (laughs) which um, a shout out to Miss Kristen Beckler for helping me with that. Um, And, you know, lots and lots of other um, people that have come alongside me and supported me in in the mission of building Child Life United. Um, And then obviously seeking, you know, legal counsel and talking to Mm -hmm. attorneys and and all the, you know, accountants and all the people like that, that, um, you know, at least for me as a child life specialist was like a whole other part of my brain (laughs) to access um, and figure it out. Um, but to kind of, you know, simplify the answer to that question, um, you know, just a willingness to kind of take a leap and see how it, how it went. Um, and, you know, once I got to kind of the time where I could launch Child Life United and, and make, um, make it public as something that was happening and people could be a part of, um, you know, I really did look at it initially as kind of something I was going to put all my professional energy and plenty of my personal time into and just see what it became, not really knowing what the answer to that question would be. And I feel very blessed and supported and, and fully excited and energized um, that it has become something that is continuing to grow and and meet the mission statement, kind of one um, networking opportunity at a time. Absolutely. That is, it's neat to hear you talk about how it really did start with just your boldness to take the step to try it out and to seek counsel and to build those networks that it started with you of having just that willingness to try and, and let it absolutely. Become. And Ali, thank you for reflecting back on that because I think, you know, that's one of the things that I really like, especially, um, at this point in the, you know, trajectory of child life specialists, I feel like there are a lot of really great ideas out there and I really, really want to, you know, kind of speak to the power of lovely getting into those those ideas and and what can come about um when when people lean into what their intuition and their heart are telling them to do that is great advice who knows how that that advice right there could actually 
speak to someone that's listening to this yeah, podcast too. that's my hope it's Absolutely. a scary one I'm not gonna lie yeah but I'm sure <laughs> there's amazing amazing things um rewards to be to be gained not only personally but um you know for the profession as a whole yeah now tell me you mentioned I had no idea what it would what it could become what has Child Life United become what sort of trips have you guys gone Ooh. on recently where is it at yeah. today yeah um So Child Life United is growing very, very rapidly. One of our foundational um, kind of programs is the International Practicum Program, um, which is, you know, has a variety of different sites. And we're starting to repeat and visit sites again, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. certainly the master plan, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are a month-long opportunity for students to complete their practicum in an international setting and just super fast. The reason that um, I feel that practicum is the ideal place for that or, or kind of educational step for that is because a lot of international, well, international programs are, when we talk about like this spectrum of services, right, they're all over the board. Um, And so, you know, practicums at the heart need to really be a focus on those foundational skills of play, rapport building, assessment, things like that. So even international programs that maybe don't have the entire scope of services that child life um, provides, there are so many opportunities for practicum students to have a really rich experience um, in, you know, play-based programs or, you know, programs that are still kind of learning themselves. And, you know, as you can imagine, the international educational component um, gives students opportunities to hone some skills that are really transformational for their practice, but are sometimes hard to fully dive into here, you know, where we have some, maybe I'll just use the word comforts that mm-hmm. make, can make things a little easier. And that, that Child Life um, practicums or Child Life United practicums are also an opportunity for certified child life specialists to act in the clinical supervision role, uh, which is an opportunity that is kind of just starting. I'm interviewing people for that opportunity now as just kind of a a rolling opportunity um, going forward. Um, And then to speak more just about what Child Life United is in kind of a whole sense, um, the other thing that we do a fair amount of is do individual programs based on specific needs that international organizations have highlighted or have asked for help around Mm -hmm. Um, the, you know, the bereavement camp that we supported with in Romania last year would be an example of that. We had four experienced child life specialists that worked alongside the hospice team to provide a bereavement camp for children and their families. And we helped to expand the the services and um, almost kind of a continuing education model for the the hospice workers. Um, so not to drone on, but there's lots of opportunities. Yeah. That's it the sounds point. like it. That's sounds... the point, Allie. I can go on and on. But the point is, if you are interested in being involved, 
there's probably something at some time that um, is a a great fit. Yes, it sounds like it, which is amazing. (laughs) I'd love to hear more specifics about maybe meaningful interactions that you really personally have witnessed on a trip. Can you tell me any stories for you of what it's been like going on these Child Life United trips abroad? What, What sort of services you provided? The interactions you've had? Anything that you can kind of walk us through? Yeah, absolutely. So much of when I hear you ask that question or my thought process goes is how I best support the people that are on Child Life United programs so that they in turn can serve and work with the families to the best of their ability, feeling Mm -hmm. comfortable amongst the uncomfortable and unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I had to speak to that a little bit, um, but I think what what comes up as far as experiences with the the people and, and families and children that I have had the absolute privilege of working alongside um, that have lives that look very, very, very different from my own is, you know, just the the joy that is inherent in kids period you know children the the smiles and the joy that I have seen in faces around the world has absolutely humbled and um transformed how I view just how how innately loving humanity is Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that is so so huge and big um but you know it it, I think that most people have probably heard some version of the statement that it surprises people how um from a western mindset how people that have so much less physical or objective tangible things than us um often can present as kind of happier and more content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have certainly mm-hmm. seen that and it's absolutely transformative. And I think I think to say something a little more tangible and kind of focused on what child life specialists embody as a profession, you know, there's a lot to be said for given parents the um, knowledge that play is of value. I think one of the things that is uh, consistent that I've had many, many conversations with parents of all different cultures is really taking time to validate the teaching element of play. That's not necessarily something that parents think is a worthy use of their children's time. Mm. Um, And so to give them research and theory and even though obviously I don't just spout that out, but use that to speak um, respectfully and educationally about the value of play mm. is, is, is transformative. And you can see it in a lot of people's eyes when they, when they realize that their kid is doing something of value. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And the, the importance in that. So I am very good at rambling. No, I love it. I love it. And you know, the, the last piece that you said really makes me interested as well when when you're trying to help people understand 
the theory or the reasoning behind what we do, what we do. And I know I've heard from other people that have traveled abroad, this aspect of psychosocial care. And um, Mm -hmm. I I am curious if you've seen people from all your experience across the globe, what does it look like to be in a hospital setting? Is, Is psychosocial care even something that is on their radar or do you have to educate a lot on why that matters on caring for the emotions of a child? What does that look like for you? Um, so in one word, no, psychosocial care is not on the global radar. Um, it's very unfortunate reality. Um, but there are many places in the world in which survival is is still something that people are learning to think beyond does that make sense Mm -hmm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. and so when you know I definitely, definitely often will kind of lose the term child life specialist because that is too far of a reach, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have to start at psychosocial care um, and just kind of that, you know, kind of catch all word where many different professions fall into um, to really take the time so that um, people that you're working alongside know what your goals are. I think it's very, very, very important to say there are so many wonderful, educated, highly motivated people that are providing great psychosocial care internationally. So I definitely don't want to come across as saying that it doesn't exist, but on the masses, there is a lot of education still needing to be done along the importance of that. Do people seem receptive when you talk to them on how to even begin these conversations Uh, and talking to them, meaning like people from other cultures and other backgrounds, what does it look like to even begin those conversations? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I think that that, that answer to that parallels my kind of traditional experience working in the hospital in California pretty pretty right on you know Mm. like some people are super receptive and like totally on your team and just really wanting to collaborate and learn and hear what you have to say and then and then somebody else is just kind of shutting you down before you open your mouth you know and where the their background and, and their reason for that might be very very different from what experience here I have professionally experienced here but um, in so many ways that has remained the same that some professionals that I'm working alongside I feel very very supported and they are absolute like champions for child life and others not so much uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah so you know like the advocacy skills that I you know honed in my full-time role as a child life specialist certainly are being used mm-hmm. <laughs> very very much so Yeah, I love the way that you were able to help bring that on such a relatable level. I mean, to me, that is very eye-opening of recognizing, oh, yeah, that actually completely makes sense on how we go about educating and advocating. You can do that whether you're here in the U.S., in Japan, in China, wherever. That There's so many elements that can be so similar. I think one last question to conclude this piece before we go to our other segments is thinking about the U.S. child life community, and now you've worked with other international child life specialists, 
Do you see any ways that the U.S. child life community can be a support and partner with other child life specialists worldwide? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think in large part, that's what Child Life United is wanting to see happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, it is my vision that Child Life United will be the thread that that allows those opportunities to happen. And I, you know, while being the founder and director of the organization, clearly I'm the one that's out there on the front lines at this point in time. But those opportunities, I'm actively seeking people to be involved and and be those voices that are that are communicating. You know, I'm actively looking um, for experienced child life specialists to share their ideas. I have said to many, many people um, that if they have an idea of how they could make an impact, either with a, a organization abroad or just a population that they have a vision for, um, I would love for Child Life United to be that organization that gives that voice and that idea validity. So I am open 100% for being a supportive entity for people to make those those connections and those networks. Um, kind of simply put, you know, for one person to go knock on a door with an idea, yeah. Sometimes it's not received super well, Mm -hmm. um, but if there is an established organization backing them, there's so much more. um, It's just a conversation starter, right? Typically, it gets the conversation started. So for anybody that might be listening that has an idea, um, you know, by all means, know that that is what Child Life United is here to support and be involved in. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing more about Child Life United and ways that we can partner and support your mission. And now, Courtney Moreland, are you ready for the What Would You Do segment? I don't know, but bring it on. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So this is a little segment to share kind of a scenario-based question, and there's no right or wrong way to answer, but I'm just so curious to hear what you're going to have to say. So, a child life specialist has been interested in other cultures and in spreading child life services globally for some time. However, the specialist feels he is too inexperienced and also too timid. Immersing in another culture sounds overwhelming and that it would push him too far out of his comfort zone. What advice would you give him? What would you do? (laughs) I love it. Um, well, first of all, I would validate those concerns, right? Like it's, it's hard to do something that you're kind of leaning into for the first time, but at the same time, that's what makes it worth it. That's what makes it, you know, um, something to, to explore. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would I do? Um, I would definitely build a support Team. I would seek out people that have similar experiences. I would call me. So call me. Mm. Um, I, <laughs> I love it. I, 
Um, you know, like these, these types of things you don't have to do alone. Um, and I would, you know, get a mentor or have a support system, both personally and professionally to start to talk through what your intention, what your goals are, what your vision is. Um, and just, you know, piece by piece, like this question to me just is one of those things that is this big undertaking, but really it's just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other and walking through it step by step, making the next right move, um, in the right timing. Um, and if somebody feels too inexperienced, you know, they they might be at a very different place when they get to the, the moment where that step takes them to actually working abroad in a different, in a different cultural capacity. Well said, Courtney. That was wonderful. Thank you. I would call you too. <laughs> Thank and- you. Thank you. Can I add just a two second? Well, I'm sure it won't be, but, um, <laughs> I just want to speak super briefly, but um, directly to the fact that doing international work, it is very, very important to to hear what the people in that culture want and their perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Child Life United does not just randomly go into a community and tell them how they need to do things. In fact, it is quite the opposite. Um, We listen to what people in those communities, in their communities, are looking for and wanting. Um, I think one of the mistakes that is often made in global work um, is not listening to what people and the community are asking for Mm -hmm. so anybody that is interested in this work please hear that as kind of a moment of caution that it is you know it is um you really need to approach with listening ears um and humble yourself to what they have to teach you because people are just like parents people know their community the best parents know their children the best and people know their community the Mm -hmm. best so you Mm -hmm. always want to um you know be a listener first and foremost I love that you said that Courtney I think that's such sound advice because it's something that I also was thinking about when we were talking about the psychosocial aspect you know not to circle back too much to that but I you know, we know that psychosocial care is so important, but I also think, and I'm sure you have some experience with this, but that we also don't want to change culture though, by emphasizing the importance of caring for the whole child and meeting their emotional needs, that there's ways of doing that, that also supports their culture, whereas versus trying to Westernize them or change them or whatever it is that we really want to support their expertise and their way of doing things. And I I just love that you speak to that too. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's, it is absolutely the the most important thing that I have said all day. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. That's wonderful. Thank you, Courtney. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, now we have to close our time that went so by went by so fast with the. It did. Yes. <laughs> we have to do the rapid five. We just have to. Oh, okay. Okay. I just got nervous. I just got nervous. <laughs> okay. You would do this. Five questions. Five brief answers. Number one. What is the place that you would love to add to your passport? Dreaming big here. 
down the line, no matter when this happens, where would you really love to go one day? Um, Sri Lanka is on the top of my list. Really? Ooh. Yes, I've heard so many good things. I'm going. I just don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Number two, what is one child life skill set that you have developed from engaging in other cultures? I have honed my ability to play without like or to communicate without language. Ooh, that's such a good one. Love it. Play is universal, as they say. Absolutely. International work brings that to a whole other understanding. I'm sure it does. Number three, what is the most unique food you have tried when traveling abroad? Well, I gotta be honest, I'm not the most adventurous food person in the world. Um, but Darianne, this stinky fruit, which I actually thought was delicious. What is it? <laughs> Darianne. Oh, interesting. I tried it in the Philippines. It smells bad, but it's so good. Oh, <laughs> good for you. Way to be so courageous. That's awesome. Thanks. Number four, from start to finish, what is one of your most favorite aspects of the Child Life United experience? Whether that be traveling, meeting new people, eating unique fruit. Um, it's a humbling nature of it. I'm, I'm sure it does. And number five, what quality do you most appreciate in Child Life United students and also in Child Life supervisor candidates? Openness and flexibility meeting just a willingness to put your perspective and your ideas of kind of right and wrong and how we do things aside and be completely willing to learn learn mm -hmm. and expand your mind absolutely that also kind of ties into number four in my mind too of just having that humility to recognize that there's a lot to learn which is wonderful and Courtney, secret number six, how can, Ooh, how can people go and, I know, I know, how can students and professionals go and learn more about what opportunities you currently have with Child Life United? Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Um, so the website is a great source of information. It is gaining information all the time. Um, we also have a newsletter that goes out about once a month, if not twice a sometimes that is a great way to have that information come to you in your email inbox um, and we're very active on social media specifically Instagram but Instagram Facebook Twitter and LinkedIn are all ways to stay connected mm -hmm. I can testify to that I follow you on Instagram and LinkedIn and it has been so helpful and I get your newsletter and it's so great so, oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear. Woohoo! So you people that are listening, three things that you need to do right now. You need to rate and review the podcast. Go to childlifeunited.org. Check it out. Subscribe to her newsletter. And number three, go ahead and follow Courtney on social media. You won't regret it. Courtney, thank you so much for being a part of this, this podcast and for sharing your wisdom and your expertise from providing the international work that you do. And I also just want to thank you so much for paving this new way for Child Life Specialists and the courage that you have taken to step out and do something incredible. I am so grateful. Ellie, thank 
you so much for having me today. This has been so, so much fun. Likewise, Courtney. Thank you guys to our listeners for tuning in. And in the meantime, may we all lean into the mission of the Child Life Cooperative by learning through reflection, uniting for support, and equipping students to advance the child life profession. Thank you guys so much. And we will have another episode for you in two weeks from now.